Let's do it. Another edition here of Gaz on the Go. All the sports talk you need in less than 40 minutes. Coming off a holiday weekend last week, now into December. Before we get into our hot sports take, before you get burned wherever you're listening to this, in your car, your house, whatever, let's give it to the people who make it possible. Mohawk Honda. We've been telling you for months that the place that has the best inventory that you want to find is Glenville, New York. Mohawk Honda. Stop and find the ride that you're looking for this holiday season and make it a part of your plans for this holiday to stop to Mohawk Honda. Work with Cam McKenna, Greg Johnson, Lindsey Harrington, our guy John in service, whoever it might be. Hot Sauce. Why is he not on the podcast yet? Hot Sauce got a request and it hasn't happened yet. Mohawk Honda. Continuing to go out of the way to please you. And how about this? It is officially the 12 days of giving at Mohawk Honda. Head to their Facebook page. If you haven't had an opportunity yet to learn about Mohawk Honda, head over to Mohawk Honda's Facebook page to nominate a charity to receive $5,000. Make sure to comment and tag the charity in the comments along with a like. And sharing that pinned post, you'll see our guy Nate all dressed up in the post. Help this holiday season. Mohawk Honda's 12 days of giving going up until December 11th. Charities will start getting announced up until Christmas Eve. 12 local charities. $5,000 apiece. Share your nominations today at Mohawk Honda's Facebook page. And Johnstone Supply in Troy. We mentioned it. The holidays are here. Getting ready. When are you doing a certain party to get together with their friends, the family? I know I've got my annual sock party coming up here in central New York. Now, i got to make sure that everything's safe. Whether it's your friends, your family, make sure to ask them, hey, uh... Air purified? Air filters updated? New furnace? Is it safe whether you're bringing your babies, your newborns, whatever it might be in happening this holiday season? Johnstone Supply and Troy wants to make sure it's updated. The Goodman furnaces are now in stock. So if you're looking for something made in America that's dependable, that's efficient, the Goodman furnaces are for you. Like I've said a few times down the LeVac Gosho, I got my nest. Uh, not a bird nest, as LeVac wants to remind me, not a Google nest. The smoke detector, the smoke alarm, they can help you with that if you need the update this holiday season. Johnstone Supply in Troy. Check them out, 6th Avenue, 8 to 5, the holiday hours going on. Say what's up to our guy Tom. He's very easy to notice. He's got the mustache, the wonderful locks. George, he looks like he can still box right now, get inside the ring. Cab James, all those guys want to help you on 6th Avenue in Troy. 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922 is their number. It's Johnstone Supply in Troy, your spot this holiday season. Now, let's give you some hot takes. Sports talk, baby. Here we go. Hey, look at this. Opening some college football talk again for the second consecutive week. And I like this conversation because it's one that's not going to happen again. There's so many times in a row where we might open up about a big game. We try to give you that unique take here on Godzilla Media. There's no need to give you a unique or different or fresh take on this because we're never going to get it again. Then we have two incredible college football coaches. When it's all said and done 10, 15, 20 years from now, depending on how long these guys want to go, we're already talking about all-time greats. The all-time winningest coach in Notre Dame history and the hot head coaching prospect that should be coaching the Cowboys that continues to pump out Heisman Trophy winners and great offenses, we're talking about Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley. First, let's start with Lincoln Riley. Oklahoma's former head coach now jumps to USC. Shock, surprise, Bruce Feldman was mocked on Twitter. Why did Lincoln Riley make the move? Well, there could be a few reasons. One, Oklahoma's decision to join the SEC. Did Lincoln Riley look around and think, okay, I mean, I could go 10-2. and two. I could go 11-1. and one. I also could go 8-4 and four and lose my job. 
Look what the SEC has become as a conference. From Florida and the multiple head coaches that they've had. From LSU, we'll get to in a second. The coaching changes. Hell, it doesn't even go with those big-time programs. Look at people like Auburn, Old Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee. Go up and down the list of coaching changes that have happened at SEC schools just because they play in the SEC. Irrational expectations of what you think your program should be. So would Oklahoma fans start to have that expectation? Would the first season where Oklahoma wasn't a true contender, would they try to bump Lincoln Riley out? Why be fifth or sixth best with a non-expanded playoff scenario when you can go out west and change USC? Think about what Lincoln Riley's been best at. Bringing in quarterbacks to USC. That can happen again. We saw the days of Carson Palmer and Matt Leinart become stars at USC. Lincoln Riley is the one who brought in Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, And who knows how much further the career of Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams will go. Malachi Nelson, write that name down. He's the hot junior prospect that's already decommitted and joined Lincoln Riley at USC. So you get to change the culture out in the Pac-12. You've got the national letter of intent, likeness, image, all that stuff, NIL, whatever frame you want to use that for. So now if you've got the kid who wants to take off with the platform on Twitter, TikTok, social media, who knows what the hell it's going to be five years from now. Now Lincoln Riley can use that. Oh, and by the way, you're out in Southern California. It's a great move for Lincoln Riley. It shocked people like it shocked me. But why not take the money and go? With some of the reports coming that you've got a use of a private jet whenever you want. $110 million? It's not life-changing money. It's generational-changing money that his grandkids will be set for life. And their great-grandkids might be set for life. That's why you make that move. And Lincoln Riley can form his own legacy at USC. Was Bob Stoops always in the shadows? Bob Stoops is coaching the bowl game. Not one of the coordinators. Bob Stoops is coming back. Maybe he'll be that coach. And flip it over to Brian Kelly now at Notre Dame. Let's repeat it one more time. The all-time winningest head coach in Notre Dame history left Notre Dame. Scott Woodward, if you don't know his past, the former athletic director who's the one who brought Jimbo Fisher to Texas A&M. You can argue still whether or not that's actually worked out. Jimbo Fisher's agent must be incredible because he's getting extensions when Texas A&M hasn't gone to a SEC title game yet. But it's not about those guys. It's about how shocking and more shocking the move is for Brian Kelly to go to LSU. Look what he has done at Notre Dame. A national championship game appearance against Alabama. A college football playoff appearance. And depending on how the weekend shakes out here, potentially another one on the way. Why jump to LSU? You've already got the answer. Money, contract, and easier to recruit. Maybe that athlete he kept missing at Notre Dame because of their academics, he can bring it at LSU. Brian Kelly may have looked around and said, I'm limited for how good of a coach that I can be. You think I'm the greatest coach in Notre Dame history? Probably not. I'll show you how good of a coach I can be. And there's one thing besides money that can drive a lot of people, and that's winning, the ambition to win. Brian Kelly is yet to win that national championship. If you want to be talked about as one of the all-time great college football coaches of all time, you've got to win a national championship. And Brian Kelly finally looked around and thought, I have a better chance to do that at LSU than I do at Notre Dame. Let's take the money, let's take the offer, let's take off, 
in the middle of the morning, that 7 o'clock meeting, 7.07, he's already basically out of Notre Dame and making the move. I told you, what, a few months ago, I was pissed off that they fired Coach L. Go Tigers, go Tigers. However you want to do it. And now they bring in this guy. I wanted LSU to be Nebraska. I wanted LSU to be 7-5 and five and 8-4 and four for the rest of the time for firing coaches like Les Miles and Ed Orgeron, who actually won you national championships. But they weren't good enough. Quick enough. Constant national championships. I wanted them to suffer like Nebraska suffered. Shout out to our guy Sean Martin from the Eminem and Across the Board podcast. Maybe that's not going to happen anymore with Brian Kelly. I feel more optimistic that LSU will be a true contender in the SEC. How much money's on the way and everything else for him. Shocking moves across the college football landscape. You know what? Let's not stop there. Even though we've mentioned Lincoln Riley and we've mentioned Brian Kelly and there's moves from Virginia Tech hiring a new coach to TCU, let's focus in. We'll keep the graphic the same up if you're watching on our YouTube sign or visual sign. We'll keep that NCAA logo up for us. Now, you know what? Let's switch it. Let's switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. I like that new change in the logo right there. Let's go to UAlbany and Syracuse. Let's have a nice, shiny, great Dane and Orange pop-up our site. Thank you. There it is. Two coaching decisions for these programs in Central New York and Eastern New York. I like the Capital Region, man. Eastern New York sounded weird there. Okay, great Danes. Let's start with them. UAlbany has decided to bring back Coach Greg Tuso for the 2022 season. Confirmed by Mark Singlace as a text to Athletic Director Mark Benson. I'm not surprised that he's back. Coach Catuso just a few seasons ago signed an extension. Coach Catuso in 2019, as we've said on this podcast, and continue to find this information out, the greatest run in Great Dane history, arguably, in the history of the program. No UAlbany Great Dane football team had done what that team did just a few years ago, winning in the FCS playoffs, hosting an FCS playoff game. Since then, you had the spring-canceled season and almost a defeated season for the Great Danes. Coach Catuso, credit to him, has changed what Capital Region sports fans think of UAlbany football. For those who are listening outside of the Capital Region, think about the evolution of this program. At times, sure, it was at the FCS, but a far lower level. NE10, NEC. It's hard to even remember the name of the conference because it wasn't even a high tier of the FCS. And that's not a shot. Look, it's a second tier football league. But I bring that up not because I want to level where you all stood. I want to tell you where the fan base was. It needed to grow. It needed to gain the interest of fans here in Albany. With just a few hours away from the Giants and the Jets and a few hours away from the Bills, you thought, Why? Why would I go to a UAlbany football game? And things started to change. The talent of Coach Bob Ford is a legend into Coach Catuso. The quality of players, the quality of recruits, the quality of the field, the quality of the stadium, the quality of the atmosphere. And that's a credit to Mark Benson and the athletic department for building Casey Stadium and showing, hey, here's how we do it in the Great Danes. Here's how we tailgate and making it more feel like a big-time college football field. Now, does attendance still struggle and still end up being lower than anyone hopes? That same type of comment can be made to any college program, about 95% of them. So that's the consistency the Great Danes want. If you're going to be committed to building UAlbany into a football and lacrosse school, then the football and lacrosse coach have to deliver. Coach Scott Marr, Final Four, 
continue to be one of the top tier Northeast, if not in the country programs. And their season's still a few months away. Have we hit that yet? That UAlbany football has become a top tier Northeast football program? Not yet. Hell, you could argue they're not the most popular football program in the Capital Region after RPI goes to the Elite Eight again. Union, nationally ranked. The Albany Empire, professional team. So I'm not shocked Coach Catuso's back, but 2022 is the test for him. If the commitment really is from the Great Dane Athletic Department to make this a football school and have this type of fan base build, you can't have two win seasons. You can't have three win seasons. How are you going to continue to keep the interest of Great Dane fans coming? Simple as this. Win. Win. And win again. Year after year, build it and say you got to come watch the Great Danes play. Inconsistency won't get you there. Hearing all that talk about inconsistency in upstate New York football, Syracuse fans, I'm not going to forget about you. Dino Babers, John Wildhat confirmed the news that Coach Babers will also be back for the 2022 season. Syracuse fans have been quick to point out that, well, Coach Babers in his six seasons coaching the Orange, one bowl game, one winning season in six years, has Dino Babers' job security been saved by the season in which the Orange went to the Camping World Bowl and played in Florida and recorded a double-digit win season? Yeah. I mean, that's easy. Even if you're the biggest Dino Babers fan ever, of course that's the answer. Because without that, Dino Babers' record at Syracuse, just take the season out of it, is 19-40. and 19-40 and 40 is his record. Think about the last two seasons for Coach Babers in comparison to his predecessor, Scott Schaefer. He has less combined victories. Six. Then Schaefer, seven. Scott Schaefer in three seasons in comparison to Coach Babers. Both. One bowl game. One bowl victory. Half the time, Schaefer was able to pull off some things that Coach Babers has. Now, look, you could go nitpick through this. Even the 2018 season we're talking about. They lose a game in overtime, and they lose on a fourth down play to Clemson. Hell, Syracuse could have been undefeated potentially or been playing in a New Year's Six game if things bounce their way. Of course, that North Carolina game, too, it helps that DeVito comes off the bench. All right, we don't have to dive into the details. The point is we're trying to make is that what do you expect Syracuse football to be? I've said this as often as I can. I grew up in the days of McNabb where the team was playing in the Fiesta Bowl, the Orange Bowl. McNabb was winning the Big East. I was on the field as a little kid when Syracuse smoked Miami. I was in section... 303, row double Z, when Verminski catches the pass for the throwback against Virginia Tech. So I always thought and hoped Syracuse football would be a contender for a conference, and things changed, and the move, and Coach P. But the expectation, I might be being too soft on Coach Babers. There's a fan, I just want 7-5, and 8-4, and 6-6. and six. I'm fine with bowl games, because I know how difficult it is to jump from a 5-7 and seven team to playing on a New Year's Six game. I understand that if you go 7-5, and five, you can't expect to win the conference the next season. That's unrealistic. So I wanted to see a slow, progressive build, and Coach Babers seemed to be the guy. That if you're building off a 10-win season, you go back to 8-9, and nine, and that's the new normal in Syracuse. I would have loved it. That is not what happened. How is Coach Babers saving his jobs? the better question. 2019, 2020, 2021, it might be as simple as this. Syracuse University is a private institution. We do not know the details of what Coach Baber's contract ended up being when he signed the extension at the end of 2018. For now, 
fans in the Capital Region or somewhere else across upstate New York who didn't follow this in central New York. There was the Pay Dino movement, where any radio show, any newspaper, any social media fan, hashtag Pay Dino. The, I think our, our, one of my pals, Joe, made a, a GoFundMe page. The t-shirts. So everybody in Syracuse said, do whatever it takes to not let Dino Babers leave central New York. And Syracuse could not wait to put out the press release of, he's not going anywhere. Felt like Leo in the Wolf of Wall Street. And then he hasn't been good. So what did Wild Hacker, the athletic department, give him? How bad was the buyout? In the circus that we've seen here, and I think that's the best way to describe it, the college football carousel, who the hell was Syracuse would have ended up getting? Everybody's been getting grabbed and poached, and some of the best coordinators are now hoping to land some big-time gigs. He might be one season away. And that's the most difficult part about it, and Albany and Syracuse falls into the same category. What do you hope for in 2022? The obvious answer is winning. If you think Coach Catuso is your guy and they get to 8-4 and four next season and back to the playoffs, you're thrilled as a great day fan. What do you want for the Syracuse fan? What if they go 6-6 six and six and he stays? Is that what you want? What's the number? Wild Hack wouldn't give one. Is it 9? Is it 10? Is it 8? What makes Syracuse football fan happy next season? I'm cool with another 8 or 9 win season. Babers hasn't had one yet. But do you give me like a Gator Bowl bid or... I want to say pinstripe, but potentially. How about a bowl victory? How about seven? Can we get back to seven victories for Syracuse football again? Some Syracuse fan hears that and says, that's not good enough. Why are you striving for mediocrity? Has the program fallen that far that seven wins is good enough to keep your job? And a record, let's do the quick math here, right? 26 and 45 says, oh, after seven seasons, I can't wait for next season. Enough's enough. That might not even be enough. Hell, if we knew more about the contract, we'd probably know Dino's a lame duck. Coaching college football. How the impact of one coach can change a city, a town, and a fan base. Get ready, because 2022, for some teams, cannot start soon enough. And fan bases, they're going to be watching with a closer eye than ever before. Met fan, I know you want this to be your moment where we talk about how the franchise is changing, a Max Scherzer, a Hall of Fame pitcher is coming to pitch for your team, and you should be thrilled. And Uncle Steve Cohen goes from goat to hero after the brawl with Steven Matz via social media to signing an all-time great pitcher. This should be about you, Mets fans. I should talk about how great you're going to be this season for the next few minutes. Unfortunately, the signing of Max Scherzer is more for me about baseball's issues that hopefully, hopefully can get fixed. When we're recording this podcast, we're hours away from a likely lockout for Major League Baseball, and I'm not even going to go back and edit this if it isn't, because that would be a miracle if they don't lock out, and I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled to come back next week and talk about baseball, but a seven-minute meeting between the Players Association and Major League Baseball ended more than likely to happen. It's about the contracts in Major League Baseball and how often they miss. Just for a setup here so we go through quickly. The NFL draft is a four-year contract in most situations for a first-round draft pick with a five-year, year number five option for the team. So if you're a first-round draft pick, you're going to have five years more than likely with that team. Then you're going to hit free agency if they don't use a cap on you. Okay, quick math, 26-27. The NBA, if you're a first-round pick, Four-year deal, two guaranteed, two team options after that. So let's say you're 19, 
You could be 21 to 23, develop in the league, and make some huge money after that at 23 years old. So we're talking about early 20s to mid-20s. If you're that team that picked up that player, you're potentially going to get a lot of that process, and it's not the team that drafted you. Somebody's going to say, we got him in the prime of his career. We can't wait to have him. That is not the same in Major League Baseball. Think about these contracts that have been signed. Bryce Harper wins the MVP. One of the biggest contracts in Major League Baseball history. Phillies didn't make the playoffs. Corey Seager just signed. Still unto be known. Garrett Cole, great season with the Yankees. The Yankees make the World Series. Win a World Series. 0 for 2. Manny Machado. Padres didn't make the playoffs. Alex Rodriguez. The end of that contract was bad, but hey, A-Rod did help the Yankees win a World Series in 2009. Keep running through it, right? A-Rod for the Rangers. They never could win until he was traded to the Yankees. Anthony Rendon, Albert Pujol, Steven Strasburg, post-World Series. Run through the... Hell, Robinson could know. I could keep going. You get the point, right? One contract stood out for a championship team. One. So baseball teams, and whether it's George Steinbrenner, whether it's just fun seeing how high the numbers can go and being entertained by how stupid... The number contract gets at a laughable rate. Baseball is convinced that, hey, if you've been good for, I don't know, four, five, six years, controllable situations in minor leagues and how high you were drafted, once you hit your late 20s, early 30s, we'll give you a six- or seven-year deal. But I just ran through almost double-digit examples of how when you hit year four, year five, year six, you're not the same player in your mid to late 30s that you were in your 20s. But teams are not buying players on what they think they will do. They're buying players on what they've done. It's the ultimate resting on your laurels is Major League Baseball. Hey, you're a successful player. Uh, congratulations, here's your contract. We hope you're maybe successful again. No other sport works like that. Now, unfortunately, the cat's already out of the bag. You've done too much damage. In the future, free agents, we've seen this a little bit time and time again. They may never get the contract that they deserve. We saw free agency basically not happen for two seasons in Major League Baseball. Everyone tried to avoid signing veterans to spend less money. That's Major League Baseball's problem. You're dishing out all this cash, and it's not showing the result that you hope for. It's not like the Dings besides that one Yankee example I gave you of, we're going to sign the best players, we'll win. The Dodgers got Mookie Betts and Clayton Kershaw. They won once. The Braves just won the World Series. They were active at the deadline to bring players in. But I didn't see a fat stack of cash dropped on anybody quite yet. Baseball's going to lock out. The rumors out there is that they might expand playoffs. They might. What was the story about Rob Manfred using different balls at different games? Call out your opponent. Baseball's got some situations they have to deal with. But unfortunately, one can't be fixed. And that's where the money's been going for two decades now. And how it actually never helped contenders win. I kept jungling here for what was the next best story to do. Did I want to talk about Bill's Patriots? Well, we're going to do that at The Hideaway coming up. Don't forget to join us at The Hideaway on Monday, December 6th, if you want to hear the preview for Bill's Patriots. So I'm not going to do that. Did we want to talk about the NBA? Well, what, less than a month ago, we gave you my take about how often the big-time players are not on the court. And just just now on this taping, LeBron James in safety protocol, Bam out of Bayou is not playing. So these star players that we want to see aren't out there. Julius Randle's getting officiated like Shaq in the Nets-Knicks game. He's not getting the calls that he thinks he deserves. 
AEW and WWE. The most fun story I have there is not the stuff that's happening with Edge or The Miz or CM Punk taking shots at the WWE. The story I was most interested in is the rumor out there that Tony Khan is actually buying tickets and then not letting anyone get it with the WWE. And the WWE is upset about that because they made money on the tickets. I just, yeah. I mean, a lot of these takes you've already heard from me so far. So I want to do this instead. I want to dive into what this weekend means for college. I want to tell you what this weekend upcoming is. Now, next weekend, we've got our live Christmas show. Gods and Media is going to be broadcasting next Friday live from Hooters. Thanks to D. Crescenti. Thanks to Heineken. We'll be broadcasting live from Hooters 5 to 7. I'm trying to get LeVac to do a drinking game. I want to play guest the intern for a drinking game. I think at the Jeff Levac at Tom Goss, TOMG, it was easy on Twitter. Tell him it's a great idea to play guest the intern so we can all drink together to get the Christmas holiday started at 6.30 while we go live. By the way, if you're coming, if you bring an unwrapped gift, the crew there, Heineken, Deke, Crescenti, will wrap it for you. And if you bring an unwrapped kid's toy, you'll have a chance to win $150. That's right, $150 for your hop shopping. Anything you need this holiday season, They'll help you with it. 150 bucks, Unwrapped Kids Toy. You'll have a chance to enter the drawing to win that. All happening on Friday, December 10th. Hooters, 5 to 7. The first ever Gonzalo Media Christmas party. Okay, let's talk about championship weekend. Let's talk about college. But conference championship weekend is the ultimate conspiracy. Remember what's happening in these games. Remember what's going on. The officials in these games benefit. From what potentially happens, let's say you're a Big 12 official. Let's say you're an SEC official. Well, the person who signs your paycheck could financially be in a better spot because of what happens for you on the field in this individual game. This one game. What I mean by that is, okay, let's go with the SEC. Georgia's better than Alabama. Georgia's defense is an all-time great defense. They've destroyed teams. Alabama barely beats a 500 Auburn team last week. Alabama, go look through their numbers. They've had a lot of single-score games. Why is it a five-and-a-half-point spread? Well, because if Alabama beats Georgia, what happens for the SEC? They get not one, but two teams in the college football playoff. And you might see Alabama play Michigan, Georgia play Cincinnati, and you might get a rematch again in the national championship game with two SEC teams. All benefits the SEC with just one Alabama victory. What about the Big 12? How often has the Big 12 felt like they've been screwed? TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma wasn't even close to where this was supposed to be. Oklahoma was on that Rose Bowl game years ago in the semis against Georgia, by the way. So the Big 12 constantly feels like they get screwed. Here's your opportunity. If Alabama loses Oklahoma State because of whatever reason the committee now gave Oklahoma State the five over Notre Dame, Oklahoma State can get in. You're telling me the Big 12 doesn't want to see the Cowboys compete for a national championship? Of course they do. So the Big 12 has a huge stake in Oklahoma State, pun intended. The SEC has a huge stake in Alabama if they get in. What about the Big 10 in Michigan? Finally, Harbaugh breaks through and the Wolverines could represent the conference. A traditional power. Don't touch the lines. Don't touch these. This is a money line day all day for me. So we've talked about the conference championship games and now the wagering. So... I know for those of you who love to bet against or for my college picks, I'm not touching a single spread because of what I just said there. This is about officiating for every call. If you're watching the Cincinnati game and thinking, hang on, 
Uh, why isn't Houston getting any calls? Why isn't Georgia getting any calls? Why is Baylor? You get the point. That's why. Because the conference knows. If you don't believe me, go look at examples of the past. Remember that Clemson-North Carolina ACC title game? Yeah. Go through some of the favorites that have happened since the college football playoff field expanded. Oh, by the way, since the college football playoff field expanded, the average margin of victory for the semifinal games is 21 points. It's worth repeating. Just get in the dance and get your paycheck. That's what college football playoff seedings happen. So, money line favorites is my play for especially those power fives. What is my prediction for the final four? Georgia's better than Alabama. And I don't think the committee has the balls to put Alabama in with two losses. So, I'd say Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Cincinnati at three. And if Oklahoma State can beat Baylor by the rankings that we have with now the Cowboys at five, the Oklahoma State Cowboys would be the fourth team and they would get Georgia in a defensive struggle. That's my prediction. Now, if Baylor knocks off Oklahoma State, we got a little bit of chaos. It seems like Notre Dame's the team up next. What if Michigan loses? What if Cincinnati loses? What? If... That's all I want. I, fresh faces is good enough. If I get an Oklahoma State, Michigan, Cincinnati, Georgia college football playoff, that's really cool for me. So let's roll with that. Let's continue with our weekend wagers, too. I will have an update on my wagers for the past season of record. I've just been sitting at 2-2 two and two so often. A little bit below 500. I should have the record. I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me. I'm not trying to pull a Mike Francesa here and not give you my record. It's around 500. Next week, I will tell you my record. I'm telling you, it's nothing to brag about, though. I'd rather be really bad or really good. Never want to be in between. Before we get to the NFL picks for the weekend, we want to tell you about our friend Jared Lozier. There's his beautiful face. Look at that. Northeastern Insurance. He is your guy if you're looking to invest in 2022. What are you looking at protected? Your business, your home, your vehicle, the things that are most important in your life. Jared Lozier wants to help you make those decisions. How do you do it? What's the right price? You want to work with somebody who knows the backgrounds, the best rates, and more. And Jared is that guy. Cannot wait to hang out with him next weekend at Hooters. I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of fun hanging out with him too. Make him a part of your life when you make those big decisions. Email him today. Maybe it's something simple. as like, hey, what's the right insurance price for this? Is this something I should be protecting? Ask me those questions. He wants us to work with you. J-A-R-E-D-L at nemail.com. J-A-R-E-D-L at nemail.com. Or give him a call. Now, where's his number? Apple, Spotify, right below. Look, simple and easy as that. There's his number. Made it easy for you. If you're watching our YouTube side, just zoom right in. Stare at it. Jared Lowe's here. Northeastern Insurance. You want to meet him in person? We're making sure he's at Hooters on Friday for the Christmas party. Okay, NFL picks. Giants fans, I loved you last week. We're going back-to-back. Felt you good for the money line. Eh, no, I'm not. Just kidding. I like the Dolphins. Daniel Jones' status is questionable. The Dolphins are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. New York, fool's gold last week. People are going to say, oh, the Giants are back. They beat Philly. No, no, no. I got it at four and a half. Love Miami. Shout out to Mike Camps and his Dolphins for this one. I like the Dolphins in that matchup. You know what? Yeah, LeVac. I'll go with you. This is a full LeVac pick. So if I miss this, I'm blaming the blame right on him. Putting it right on him. Cowboys Saints, three and a half. Mike McCarthy out with COVID protocol. Kellen Moore coaching up the boys. Taysom Hill, what's up with him and Sean Payton? I like the Cowboys. Not a short week. One week to prep. 
Dallas has lost two in a row. The Saints have lost four. Dallas has looked better being bad than New Orleans. You know what I mean. Yeah, I'll roll with Dallas. So give me Dallas, give me Miami, and here are the two I really like. I put these two a, a tier ahead of those two picks. First, second favorite play of the week, give me the Detroit Lions. How many weeks in a row did I promise you I'm going to stop taking bad teams? I was taking bad teams that depend on the spread. The Lions are a six-and-a-half-point dog. What have we learned this year? When a number doesn't make sense, go the other way. Why is Minnesota not a seven-and-a-half-point favorite? What about eight-and-a-half? What about nine-and-a-half? Hell, divisional game, why is it not ten? The Lions haven't won. Go through Detroit's schedule. If it's not Minnesota, then who? Who's Detroit going to beat this season? This is it? If they don't beat Minnesota, they're not going to win a game this season. This is the play. I like it better at six and a half because it feels like they want you. They're begging you to take Minnesota. I like Detroit. Come on, get that first victory. Hell, money line it. We had the Giants and the Broncos as a money line play last week. Money line the Lions in my favorite play of the week. I can't wait to watch Kansas City pound Denver on Sunday night. They will absolutely destroy the Broncos because of one guy, and that's Andy Reid. Andy Reid post bye week, 26-6 and overall, 19-3 and in the regular season, 7-3 and in the postseason, with the Eagles, 16-2, and including the postseason. Chiefs, 10-4, and Patrick Mahomes, 7-1. and That's how good he is. Andy Reid, post bye week, primetime game. Has Mahomes really had a monster game yet? No. Kelsey, how many weeks in a row are we playing? Are they or are they not back? The Chiefs, they pound Denver on Sunday night. So those are my plays. Levax talked me into the Cowboys. I also like the Dolphins. Give me Lions and the Chiefs and in the college world. Money line all day the favorites in the conference championship games next we got some really cool stuff coming up not one not two but three levac and gas shows guys on the go heisman coverage from new york city proud to be representing the capital region one more time if you hear that news heisman voter godzilla media really cool honor that godzilla media was selected by the heisman electoral staff to have that happen a really cool moment for my career so that's gonna happen that's all coming up though Catch you guys again Monday at the Hideaway. Looking forward to an exciting second week of December.